Welcome back to Resilience by Faith podcast, where we share stories and topics that give God the glory. And it's talked about in a modern way where people of all ages can relate to. So come on in because we have a lot to catch up on. Hey guys, welcome back to Resilience by Faith with Reese. And today we have a very special guest. Um, her name is Miss Latrice Davis, and she is awesome. When I say that this is a queen, guys, I mean, we see a lot of queens, but Lord have mercy. She is one that I am super excited to have on the show today and interview Um Uh, I love her bio, but I I have to read you guys this off her bio because it's just awesome. Um, Of course, she she holds a psychology degree, a master's degree in mental health counseling and a dual certification in health and life coaching. Um, But more importantly, this is my favorite part. She is a real woman living a real life dedicated to inspiring real women to create the life that they most desire. And the tagline, this is what I love the most. It says, one of her favorite reminders is, even if you think your life is good, better is always available. And I mean, people have said different things in a lot of different ways um, when they do coaching and motivational speaking and different things like that. But I have never heard something put quite simple, but so like, intricately like it's just it's beautiful <laughs> so please welcome miss latrice to the show um thank you for taking time out your Absolutely. evening thank to spend you with us for giving me the opportunity to spend some time with you i appreciate that of course so i mean Usually I like to start off the show with an icebreaker and usually I ask people about their favorite caffeinated beverage or what would somebody not know by looking at you? Um, Yes, those are my favorite two questions. I know my audience is just like, not this again, but no, literally I do like caffeine and... (laughs) Because beginning, before I rebranded the podcast, it was called God, Coffee, and Resilience because coffee is like my main thing. So what so, is your favorite caffeinated enough, beverage? I don't have one. I have been drinking water for probably 15 years. <laughs> so I What? Okay, we like you. Um, if I happen to have what? anything caffeinated, um, it would probably be a Sprite. Like that, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. Gotcha. Because usually coffee is my thing. I'm not a soda person unless I don't feel good. Grandma always said go. keep ginger ale available. <laughs> keep it in the house. But I am a water drinker. I've been drinking okay. water for a long time. <laughs> and see, it took a while for me to get to the point where I want to drink water because it was like, it's the taste. So I had to find a water that didn't have an aftertaste. So then it was Fiji, mm-hmm. but then Fiji's too expensive. So then I got a Brita and then Brita wasn't doing it. And then they had on TikTok that they had these pictures in mm-hmm. Walmart called Zero Something. It's about $40 something no picture. Taste. And I tried that, no taste. So I've been on, yep, I got my jug right here. As long as you water and you can drink it, enjoy it. Um. <laughs> Yes. And then I guess like my second question would be, what would somebody just, not know okay. about you? So what you from would not know about me by just looking yes. at me is that in 
January, 2021, I had a full left hip replacement. Yeah. After competing wow. for so many years. So I am a retired professional bodybuilder. I was bodybuilding for about nine years. So it was an injury that I really never got taken uh-huh. care of. Um, and so after four years of pain, I was still competing. Um, literally, I was bone on bone on my left side and I had to have surgery. So by looking at me, you would not be able to tell that I have a artificial left hip. <laughs> As a young lady, too. Huh. No. Yes, because I was just like a hip replacement. Did you fall? Usually no, it's just it was like, a bodybuilding fall, in- no. injury to my left <laughs> hip um, that had probably lasted longer than it should have. I should have done a better job taking care of it, but um, I didn't. So, yeah. But I recovered oh, well. No. I okay. Re- there's well, something that- to say about being in good health. And I was in good health and really good shape. And so yes. I recovered well. Um, and I've had no issues whatsoever. So, yeah. yeah. Amen for that. Yes. Amen for that. I well, where are you calling in, in from Charlotte, North tonight? Carolina. Yeah. I am a native Texan, Charlotte. however. <laughs> yeah. I was born ah, in Okay. Born <laughs> what made you move to Charlotte? I was born in Corpus Christi, what part? Um, Texas. I left there at 23. Um, I actually moved to Charlotte from uh-huh. the Maryland, D.C. metro area. I was there for 15 years. Yeah. Wow. So you're kind of like me in the sense I've been a little, a little bit of everywhere. So I like the thing. But I went from New Jersey to okay. Virginia to Texas. And I went Texas. from Texas to Ohio, back to Texas, yes. to D.C., to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Well, what made you finally like settle on Charlotte? Was um, it like work related so I made or a just list back in 1999 of the five places that I would like to live. And the DC Metro was number one and Charlotte was number two way back when. And so okay. it was time for me to leave okay. um, the Maryland area. And it was the opportunity presented itself. So I packed up and moved. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. And people think that I'm crazy because oh, okay. I just get up and move by myself. But I'm just like, you gotta you got to move. <laughs> gotta yeah. get out. Yes. Yes. Now I'll ask you this. Um how did you get from bodybuilding to like mental health counselor to like what we're doing today. So, wow. Yes. Um, my journey began, um, oh gosh. So of course, mental health counseling and schooling and social work kind of was my career path. I've always been an empath. And so I chose that space for me because it was natural. Um, when I was younger uh-huh. in middle school, I was teased all the time about being dark skinned. Um, and I developed a very um, severe complex behind that. Um, I did not like my complexion um, at all. Uh, and I struggled with that through life, but nobody ever knew that um, because I did a very good job masking. And I think mm-hmm. part of the reason I did masking is because 
I'm the oldest of three. My father um, had MS. And so I was kind of the next in charge because my mom had to work. So I really never had time to not be on top of my game. And so I learned to kind of mask those feelings all of my life. Um, And so I went through school, did really well um, in terms of my profession. I did really well, but I was never fully solid with me. Um, And so, you know, you show up in life the way you're supposed to show up and the way you have to. So I did that for many, many years. Um, In June 2010, I went through my second divorce Mm -hmm. within 10 years. And I knew at that time that I had to kind of figure out what was going on with my life. And so I was always kind of into fitness. I love the gym always, but I became fascinated with bodybuilding along the way. And I was fascinated with it because there's a way, I always thought it was an art form and building muscles seemed to be really um, mm-hmm. intriguing to me. And so I wanted to figure out how to do that. Um, not realizing that it was fitness and bodybuilding that was going to literally save my life. Um, and I, when I say that, I say it in all humility because at the end of my marriage, it wasn't the marriage that had me completely lost. It was the fact that I didn't know who I was. And I was at that time raising three young daughters. And I realized to me that if I don't know me, I can't teach them to know themselves. So that's kind of how, and luckily along the way with my background in mental health and social work, I got to leverage all of that knowledge with my fitness knowledge to become who I am today. So that's how I got here. Um, Yeah, that's how I got here. Mm -hmm. Well, I have so much to ask. So like with, (laughs) like I hated that, like why? Like why as black women, we always feel like we have to take off like we we never have room to grieve or do what it is that we need to do or to heal or to take time for ourselves. We have to just show up. And there, I, I did put out videos on um, uh, what is it Instagram recently about this movie I saw on Netflix called From Scratch. Have you heard of that one? Yes. And uh, everybody was so caught up in the love aspect and, oh my God, he passed. And I'm like, yeah, that was sad. But did you see the relationships in this movie and why? Like, I felt so bad for Zoe. She'll always be Zoe. But like, I felt so bad for her because she could never have a moment of peace, like to just let it all out. And when she did, they told her, hey, like your child needs you. You need to snap out of it and you need to go halfway across the world so you can handle this. And I just felt like, wow where when is she gonna get time so yeah that just like did you ever feel like even with going to school to learn what you've learned about the mental health field and about human behavior and behave and and patterns and theories and all these things like did you ever try to once like apply that to yourself and be like hey i think this is going on like to help like doctor yourself or go to therapy or anything to try to so push you in that I direction. I became the help I needed, if that answers your question. I um, The whole purpose of me becoming a coach was to continue to work on developing me 
And as, as I mm -hmm. develop, I'm able to help other people develop. So as I become more authentic in myself, I help other people become more authentic in themselves. Mm -hmm. As I heal, I help others heal. So I really felt like I had to do the work for me and it just began to inspire yes. other people. I never really set out in the beginning to do anything outside of me. I realized I had to kind of dig in. And the one thing that I will always say, and I used to talk to moms all the time about that one very thing, is that the life, your family, your children are never going to give you time. You have to be intentional and take it. Right. You have to take the time that you need because you're no mm -hmm. good to anybody running on a half a tank. You're no good. You're no good to yourself. Right. You're no good to the people that you have care of. You're no good to your friends if you're running on half a tank. And it takes a lot um, mm -hmm. to get there because we are mm -hmm. programmed to... Listen, if something happens, you got to dust yourself off. Never let them see you sweat. All of those things that I think are synonymous to being a woman, we, society places that burden on us. And so for some of us who stand strong like that, at some point you're going to break. And I broke mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't show up as a pretender anymore. I couldn't act like I was okay all the time because I wasn't. I wasn't okay all the time. I wasn't okay most of the time. And I couldn't continue to wear that cape mm -hmm. and that hat. And so I started changing for me. Um, so, yeah. And so being that this podcast is all about resilience, I think that that's right where you started the ping pong bounce back. And so like, what was some of the first steps you took to kind of like, say, hey, I can't do this anymore. Hey, I got to show up for myself. Like, did you have any hesitancy with like cutting people off in relationships and kind of things? Or did you kind of work on the therapy part first and kind of let so that come next? I or did not at that time in 2010 um, go to therapy. And so I have to be real honest to say mm -hmm. that God had a true plan for my life um, because everything that was going on should have taken me out. My first step was, mm -hmm. God, whatever it is you have for my life, it's gotta be better than the things that I've had for my life. So I'm going to commit fully to whatever that path is. And I remember saying it and I remember feeling it and I remember something in me shifting the work had to be done, but I remember mm -hmm. something shifting. I literally took six years for just me. I was still raising kids. I'd started fitness, but I had to figure out my wiring and I had to find me because I was showing up for people based mm -hmm. on what they needed and what they expected. And so I didn't know what I like. And I always, I liken this to eggs. <laughs> and you're going to think this is funny. People, for me, it was like, I thought about it. If I'm in this situation, I like scrambled eggs. If I'm in this situation, I like over medium eggs. If this situation is here, I like eggs scrambled hard with cheese. Um, and so I'm in my mind thinking, uh -huh. well, how do you really like your eggs? Like, how do you really want to show up in life? And whatever that looks like, it's time mm -hmm. for you to do it now. So I actually took the time. 
I wasn't given the time. I deliberately, you know, stopped relationships. Um, I still maintain some of my friendships, but I really had to kind of go in to me to kind of figure it out. And fitness was my outlet. That is where I found my total sanctuary, my total peace away from everybody, where I found my strength, where I found my confidence, where I saw chains being broken in me. It, for me, it was really through my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, you don't, it doesn't have to be fitness for you, but it has to be something that you can focus on right. so much so that it starts literally breaking chains that are binding you. And that's what fitness did for me. I like that. I've never heard it put that way either. Something that you have to or you can focus on so much so that it starts to break chains. I guess for some yeah. people that would be their purpose. Like in, in a life. A passion um, Yes. Yeah. A passion. Yes. Yes. Or a passion. Okay. So I guess switching gears up a little bit when it, when it comes to like working out and eating, because I know women like we all have this fupa, we have that stubborn belly fat up under the belly button that just mm-hmm. like to hang out and not go anywhere. And I know I've been looking up stuff like if you got more fat pockets here, then you're probably a stress eater. And if you have more, if you're shaped like this. And so like, what do you have to say about all these diet phases and blood type diets and all the things like keto and <laughs> like, is it really that difficult or does that actually have some science to it? Or is it just as simple as just working out and eating as right as working out and eating right um the fitness industry will always okay. have a gimmick for people because people enjoy gimmicks everybody wants a very quick fix like i stated it took me 6 oh, yeah. years to really work through some stuff so losing weight is mm-hmm. one a science if you eat the right foods and you exercise, you're going to lose weight. That's the science. There's no questioning the science. The problem right. is that what we don't realize as, and I'll just say women, because my focus is women, is that there is another component to losing weight that we don't mm-hmm. talk about. And it's the emotional weight and the mental right. weight that we carry. Until we see ourselves in a certain light we can, we're going to yo-yo diet and bounce from diet fat to diet fat to keto to fasted cardio or, or um, um, intermittent fasting. We're always going to bounce around to things until we focus on what the main mm-hmm. thing is. And the main thing is there's something in us that we're not loving about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. When you really get to the point where you love you, and you are confident in you, you do the mm-hmm. things that make you better. You definitely do those things. Right. When you're not doing those things, you have to wonder, like, why am I, why am I putting myself last? Why am I putting everybody in front of me? Why am I not doing and focusing on the things mm-hmm. that are going to make me happy, but I'm focusing on the things that make other people happy? So when it comes to diets and yeah. fads and all it's all the, the industry is always going to you know push those out because people like fast acting but the truth is time consistency and hard work will do it and it is sustainable because as you're going through that you're not only changing your physical body 
but you're changing your mental and emotional body as well. And all of those things, because they're interconnected, you have to work on those together. You can't do one without the other because what will happen is you'll lose weight. Something will happen. Whatever it is, something emotional Mm -hmm. will happen and then you'll gain it back. And you not only gain that back, you gain the extra. The friends are coming along now. Mm -hmm. But when you start really working from the inside out, you find sustainable ways to keep weight off, keep yourself healthy, and move on to be able to develop the life that you want. So it is simply, it is truly just as simple Mm -hmm. as eating right and exercising. And the formulas to that are all science. It is literally science. So if you follow it, you'll do it. But the thing, like I said, the problem that we run into is that we don't take care of the inside so that we sustain the outside loss. Ha, huh. yes. And then that brings me to another light bulb moment that mental health is so important and people just don't. <laughs> They just don't because I do psychiatry and I do substance abuse and I see people that come in and they're just like, you know, I want to talk to someone, but I don't want to be on no medicine or I want to talk to somebody, but I ain't trying to stay here an hour. And I'm just like, well, how do you <laughs> how do you think we're going to make any progress um, or get anywhere if, if you have time limits on your mental health and and so things. mental health yeah. is so As- key to a functioning life. And I think if we've not learned anything since COVID, we've learned that we are all very fragile mentally uh-huh. right now. Like everybody is trying to piece life together. Um, and so it is, yes. I, I, when I talk about transformation, I truly talk about it from the inside out. So most and emotionally and mentally, like we have to work inside out. Um, and that's the only way we're going to sustain any mm-hmm. change or transformation in our life. We have to do that work because the outside will change. Everything outside of us will change based on what changes in us. And when we talk about mental, mental health, mm-hmm. um, I think there's still... I think we're getting past the bigger stigmas, but I think there's still a stigma behind mental health and what that means and what it looks like. Nobody wants to be labeled, um, but it's real. Like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a psychosis. Anxiety and depression, I think, are running rampant Mm -hmm. right now because people don't want to address their personal dealings with it. They don't want to address that. And so it's right. things that can be changed and and skills that can be learned. But when you don't want to address the fact that you're feeling mm-hmm. low and you're feeling down and not just sweep it under the rug because life is still going on, then you miss the opportunity to get better. Mm. Yes. And I've seen so many like since COVID. I mean, it was already getting bad before then, but then I've seen so much more suicides, especially in teens. And then now more than ever, I'm seeing more bipolar two that's coming out the woodwork and then substance abuse and then domestic violence. And I'm dealing with that. Like, it's just so Um, much. And, you know, honestly, (laughs) I, I hesitate to say, but I really believe, I, I don't believe that the system is set up to support people. Um, it was already 
a little fragile, but since COVID, I don't think the system is really set up to assist those who really need it and identify those who really need it. Um, I love coaching. My background is in mental health, but I love coaching for that aspect because I get a Mm -hmm. little more leeway in in how I approach people. Um, I usually come from a fitness aspect because with fitness, you can begin to address the mental uh-huh. and emotional um, challenges that we have. You know, we talk about the endorphins when you work out. Like, there is something that happens to your psyche yeah. when your body starts moving. And so mm-hmm. I encourage, especially women, I, yeah. I just love us, women to move your body. If you do nothing else yeah. right now, just move your body. Go out for a walk, do some jumping jacks, do something to move your body because when you start moving your body, your emotions and your mind starts moving. There are literally hormones in your body that are happy hormones. And you know this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I agree with you because like literally when I was going through school and then when I graduated and then I moved and I had all this stress and all this stuff through school with the stress, I had gained so much weight and my confidence about myself just went it just tanked. And so when I finally got to Texas, which is where I was trying to get to for like a whole two years, I was like, yeah, I'm where I want to be. I'm happy. And I started going to the gym, had no idea what I was doing, but I was lifting weights and I might not have been lifting them right or squeezing in the right places, but I did drop some weight. I dropped a little bit of weight and my clothes fit differently and I felt good about myself. And then kind of like, like you said, as soon as something happened, so my grandmother got sick and she passed away, the weight came right back. <laughs> so I'd yes, like I'm going to gonna keep that in mind. Build not so much barriers, but build a skill set mm-hmm. to understand life is going to mm-hmm. happen. Life is going to happen. But here are the right. things that you can control. You can control what you eat. You can control what you say. And you can control mm-hmm. how you move your body. So when life happens, you've got to ask yourself, is what's going on right now? Because a lot of what happens is emotional and a lot of it is temporary. It's not going to stay Mm -hmm. long term. So you really have to ask yourself, is what's going on right now more important than my current state of being? Yes, I'm sad. Yes, I'm frustrated. But I have a commitment to me. And my commitment to me is to stay on task, whatever that task is in terms of your diet regimen or your working out. And you have to make yourself move your body. So those are the times where motivation Mm -hmm. goes out of the window because you don't feel like it. You got a lot going on. That's when discipline has to come in to say, you know what, listen, you have made a commitment to yourself. And I know that these things are going on, but you've got to get out and move your body. Or mm-hmm. you can't eat this cake this time of night because this is what happens. It's going to sit on your hips. Like you have to have a conscious, disciplined yep. mind. And it takes time to do that. And so that's those are the things that I help women try to mm-hmm. develop for themselves because life is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes. It's inevitable. And I want to give my audience a chance to like connect with you and reach out to you or get some more information on your coaching and become one of your clients. And so like I'm thinking I might need to become one of your clients. So um, give us what is the way you can connect with you, love? Latrice Davis Inspires. 
um, you can go to my website and there is an information box, put in your information, leave me a message to tell me exactly what it is and we will set up an appointment. No problem. I am on all social media platforms. I'm on Instagram as I am Jag Fit. Jag Fit stands for just another girl fully invested in transformation. And I say that because I am not the only one. I stand on the shoulders of giants when it comes to helping us navigate life. There are going to be young ladies coming behind me that are going to stand on my shoulders to help others. My story may not resonate with everybody, but if I can build a community of jag fits, somebody's story is going to resonate with someone else. And individually, we can help collectively. And I feel like that's what That is what my desire is because I don't have all the answers, but I know if we connect with the right folks, there are answers out there. So that's what JagFit stands for. And I'm really passionate about really building a community of women who are truly wanting to live fit and live fully invested in the transformation. Transformation is an evolution. It never stops. There's not a destination to it. Every time we transform, we go to a different space, a different level. We're elevated to something greater. And then we're able to pull other people up with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I love. But at any rate, let me answer your question. On Instagram, I am, I am JagFit. Again, Mm -hmm. my website is Latrice Davis Inspires. Mm -hmm. Please reach out to me. Um, I'm here. I am on a God assignment. um, And I know what that assignment is. Yeah, I am. Yes. And so I just love how it just flowed our interview and how like I didn't even ask anything about yes, God and faith, always. but he always in the mix. And so it just yes. came on. Up yes. and I just love it. I love it. So like even if I do interview some people on here who don't believe in God, they might say higher power, but I know he's always somewhere in the mix. We call it universe, whatever. God created it. It's always God. It's always God. Yes, it's always him. And I'm just like, he's just so good. He's just so good. But I do, I do want to thank you for taking your time out today to connect. I love our connection and how we were just able to flow today. And I hope that my audience also enjoyed our interactions too. And they got a lot oh, from it because Lord thank knows Thank you I so did. much for having me. This was a blessing. You have no idea the day I had. And so thank you. <laughs> yes, Lord, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. I'll definitely say before we leave off, I always ask if you could say anything to a young woman out there, maybe an older woman um, who probably just have low confidence and maybe they're in a loss, a wilderness season. And they're just like, listen, I want to lose weight. or I want to step out on faith, but I don't know where to start or I identify with her. What steps could they take to kind of get the themselves started? Call me or message me. But honestly, <laughs> um. You know, everybody's journey is different. And I will say that if there is whatever small spark there is in you, pay attention to that because that spark will definitely lead you in the right direction. I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe that when you sincerely ask God for direction, you sincerely get that direction. So if I had anything to say, I would say, 
truly open your heart. And even if you don't have the words, just sit quietly because the answers will come. And it may not be everything together, but pieces of that will come. Pieces of it will come. And step out into that. Whatever whatever the unction is to do, step out because that first step is going to be the best step that you've ever taken. I love that. I love that. Guys, I hope you absorb that nugget of wisdom. And I hope that you do contact Miss Latrice because she truly is a blessing. Please go out and support her. At least check out her Instagram, follow her, check out her website. Um, and if she can be of any service to you, she done already told you what to do. So make yeah. sure you go on the website and you fill out the box and get in contact with her, guys. And I hope you have a great day. I hope this has blessed your week because, you know, we come out on Monday so we can set the tone for the week. So please re-listen to this if you have to, to get your inspo. And I will see you on the next episode, guys. Bye. As always, thank you for tuning in to Resilience by Faith podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and like, share, and support. That's the best way to help me reach more people around the world. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.